Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Box Set Pod, part two of a very special talking to Tom who created the Crystal Maze, or at least the, the live immersive experiences of the Crystal Maze in London and in Manchester. Thanks. Thanks, I'm back. Welcome to the Box Set Pod, part two of a very special talking to Tom who created the Crystal Maze, or at least the, the live immersive experiences of the Crystal Maze in London and in Manchester. Thanks. Thanks, I'm back. Did you see Moana? No, I haven't seen it. Oh my god, I haven't seen it's it. It's a phenomenon. And I didn't like Frozen. I've got to say, what, but, what is wrong with you? Why but like, you like Frozen? but like, I love Wall-E. It's like one of my favorite yeah. films of all yeah. time. Moana's great, but it's it's just well, it's it's an example again of just okay. If you're going to do something that size, fund it really well, get really good performers, get you know, make everything the best it can. Mm. Whatever you are, whether you're the extreme capitalist remaking. Uh, Beauty and the Beast for no reason. <laughs> Fund it. Don't insult us by making it shit. Whereas theatre, quite often you go to it and it's shit. And it's what, what do you think of the new Beauty and the Beast? Um, I think. Have you seen it? Yeah, I have. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> they rem- Think about the logic of this. They're remaking a live. That was so sick. They're doing the a fence, live man. version of a. <laughs> they're doing a live version of an animation. Yeah. But this particular story is about I animated just, I characters. I think he looks like a tree. He looks like, <laughs> he looks like he's made of fucking bark but or also something. They he looks slow. I'm writing this thing at the moment. I'm going to tell you about it afterwards. I'm writing this comedy musical podcast. And it's got a couple of songs in it. And I'm we've made one character sing like the beast from Beauty and the Beast because it's so funny. All they've done is slow the guy's voice down. They've just lowered the guy's voice by like half a semitone or whatever. <laughs> and so it has this tone that goes like this. And it's really funny. Um, Beauty and the Beast. And it sounds like when you're messing around on your computer and slow something down. Um, but it's, honestly, it's... I mean it, it's fine. I sat and watched. I was moved by the bits I should be moved at. I was impressed by some bits. But dreadfully directed in terms of the actors. Like, the actors looked like they'd been waiting for their scene all day and they were just sort of phoning it in. There wasn't a great deal of joy involved. Yeah. And I thought I felt the same way with Star Wars recently, mm. with Rogue One. I went, there, there needs to, as with everything that we've just talked about, you need to somehow convince actors that they're in charge. When it comes to rolling, mm. they need to think like Peter O'Toole and Oliver Reed and go, fuck this, <laughs> I'm in charge. <laughs> but it's almost like everybody's too afraid of the system as something that size, a beast of that size, that c- can make everyone just feel part of what will be a 20,000-strong crew. You know? Yeah. Um, and Vern's just thinking about 
<laughs> yeah. the, that day's budget. That day's budget and getting from walking from this mark to this mark, singing this line, mm. and that'll be it for 20 minutes, whatever. And the really great stuff, like what I think Disney did with Moana, but also Pixar does really well, is the actors are really embodying and having fun with what they're doing. So Josh Gad, who was um, uh, Olaf in Frozen, yeah, yeah, he's in this as well. And he just, he's, to me, it's just dead behind the eyes. you got someone who, when I watched Frozen, I went, he's a really good clown. Like, mm. he's a funny guy, clearly, voicing mm. this. And in Beauty and the Beast, there's just no, there's nothing special coming out. Mm. You know? um, so it's important across the board that people who have the means encourage the performance and the quality of stuff to be great because mm. that'll drag up the quality of everybody and that'll demand a higher bar that's today's lesson you crowdfunded it didn't you yes yeah yeah a yeah. million quid on crowdfunding was that it just under yeah just under Jeez. was that surprising did you did you have many plans before you did that did you just sit down and go let's put yeah we so i mean the it took about it took about nine months to get the rights sorted and we had to do that first uh, and, and that then, started with a phone call to avalon or whoever the production company that is. started with a phone call to zodiac and I was I was still living at home at the time, yeah. so I was calling from my bedroom at yeah. my dad's house. Great, <laughs> great. Uh, pretending to be in an office, and uh, <laughs> um, and so we got the rights, um, and and then we, but no, like we a, a crowdfunding campaign of that size like was basically like a six month job so it was a it was a long project like i feel like the statement we got the rights has got a great deal behind it <laughs> that must have been so hard yeah 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 it was it was hard hard fought but we were in a we were in a what good... does that involve it goes give us the rights and if we manage to fund this you will get x percentage you'll get points on profits is that how it works or do you have to buy the rights uh no so it's um it's basically uh, yeah it's similar but it's they just get a percentage of revenue so right. they get a percentage of your box office and that's yeah. how okay if like, generally in theater that's how rights work yeah. so you'll negotiate a percentage but they'll take it off your box office because then they they guarantee that they get paid yeah and there's no to make profit is then up, up to you yeah yeah um uh so yeah, like I mean, it was difficult, and they're a massive, massive company, and they're part of an even bigger European company. They're... And they had to trust you. Yeah, and there were people there were changes on their in before about the crystal waves. I mean, yeah, like, all the, I did all the at time, one point all about... the time, and yeah. and then there was like there was like change in staff while we were there, so we were having to deal with new people all the time. Right. So you and... just set out a hitman on the people that you didn't deal with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, and we had to convince them that we were the right people to do the job, and uh, then there's like all the negotiations and whatnot, and yeah, it, it took it took a long time, um, but we got there, and then and then we we put a lot of we sort of all myself and Ben put basically every penny we had, all, all our savings, about sort of ten grand each, into doing setting about the the crowdfunding campaign and. Mm getting some PR behind us and graphic design and all the things that you've got to do. Uh, what was the biggest cost, PR? Uh, yeah, probably. Probably, like, making sure that we had some press lined up to mm. to talk about us when, when we hit go. Mm. Um, and uh, Ben sort of stopped working. I was... 
I was an unemployed Animal. actor, so yeah. I wasn't working anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have any job to give up. <laughs> but so sort of we gave up all our time and, and every penny we had. And then, and, and, and we had no idea what was going to happen. Like, literally had no idea. Like, I still to this day, like, like, didn't have a clue. Not a sausage. Like, it could have been £10, it could have been 500000 mm. it could have been anything. Uh, we just had, we just had no idea because we had, like, this was the first time we'd told anyone about it. Yeah. And I remember the last, the last day, we were, like, frantically getting everything together, like, triple checking all the copy, making sure everything looked right, making sure, we made, we had to make a video, of course, and, like, making sure that all that sort of looked looked right and we basically worked for like a whole day we worked for 24 hours and it was a wednesday and we hit go at midnight yeah. and and i just remember pressing go and it was just like oh it was just, it was a simultaneous like huge relief and also like a really horrible feeling yeah. like because it's like everything it's like yeah. here it is yeah. like like make or break time yeah and and we hit go and and like on uh, Indiegogo, which we were on, there was like a, there was like a sound every time you get a bid every oh. time, and and we hit go and it just went bing 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 and it just kept and we got we got fifty k in in the first twenty minutes, <laughs> and and oh. like it was just it was just incredible it was unbelievable but like also quite shocking and like just weren't ready for it so. We we were like, we've got to, I've got to go out. I can't fucking stare at the screen. <laughs> so we went out and like, and it was like really. Bit, we were working out of out of an office in Shoreditch, and like was, all the pubs were rammed, and like just couldn't couldn't face other human beings. So we just went and got went and got two tinnies each and just sat in the park. Good. And just sat, just sat in the park <laughs> like other <there>. actors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and just sat there, sat there with a tisky each, just going like. Oh God! What, what's going on? And then, and then at the end of that month, it had raised like nine hundred thirty-five thousand. <laughs> um, and and then we were faced with an altogether different problem, which was like, right, we've got to do this now. Yeah. Like, we've actually got to, we've got to make it, and we've got to make it really, really good. Does does the crowdfunding thing? Are they donations, or do people then they they have to get their money back times two or something? Or so so I mean, it's it's different on every campaign, right? And there's largely there's equity based crowdfunding and there's perk based and we went for perk based cuz right. like equity's more corporate yeah, generally yeah. um and and ours was just really simple it was like if you want this to happen if you believe in us yeah. if you think bringing back the crystal maze as a as a thing you can play is a good idea then give us 40 quid or 30 quid and and we'll give you a ticket great and that was it and it was a simple, like, so it was really, really simple. It was like, if you think this is a good idea and you'd like to come and play, give us 40 quid, we will make it happen, we'll make it amazing, and you'll be one of the first person people <laughs> through the door. And and it was it was simple as that. So it was basically advanced ticket sales, essentially. Wow. Um, and, and yeah, and people went, people went mad for it. And how many times have you told this story? Uh... This particular one, not not that many actually. Oh, good. Not good. not that many good. at all. Like uh, it's weird. It's just it's just sort of come to me. Like it was because it was quite a weird day. Mm. It was a very strange day. Yeah, and uh, and that, when you like, went to the park with the tinnies, were you keeping an eye on the total on your phones or something, or did you then 
No, 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 no. So you I went was, home. Yeah, because like it had been really like a, an intense sort of block of work, mm. and then like it was quite emotional to be yeah, honest. Yeah, like, because yeah. like, like, oh, have I just wasted ten grand of my own money? Mm. Is this like, and like a lot of people along the way are like, you know, this isn't going to work. Yeah. Like, there's always the naysayers, even like your mates or people you know. They're always like. Why are you wasting your time with this? Like, yeah. why don't you just go and get a real job? Like, there why we go. don't you? I'm always apologising. Why don't you? Like, like, do you actually think this is going to work? Mm. Or like, so either just completely naysaying, or like, you'll tell them the idea, and they're like, "Well, have you thought about that? Like, well, that's not going to work, is it? Or yeah. like, don't do that because like, well, people won't come. Or like, well, why are they going to do that? That's stupid. And you're just like, let's shut up. Like, so I'm doing exhausting. it. Like. Just shut up. I'm going to do it. If you don't like it, don't come. Yeah. Like, but and this, this is how Britain as well breeds those egos that we were talking about, I think, because we're such a nation of shopkeepers that we want to shit on any exciting idea. Mm. There's no sense of like, ooh, let's do it. And so you have this committee approach to everything. And it's, and uh, so the option is either go either build a camel by committee, yeah. and it's awful, or be single-minded enough. And you're either single-minded and a nice guy like you, or you're an absolute turd and a fascist. <laughs> and so you get when you meet famous people, they're often one of those two things. Yeah, yeah. But no, it's it's weird. So I, actually, I uh, the the Tisky and the Park story. I don't think I've told anyone outside of like exclusive outside of our outside of me and Ben. But yeah, it was just because it was quite emotional, I suppose. And like the the really nice thing about crowdfunding, and actually crowdfunding is a way that you can totally fuck the status quo and mm. you can totally mess with established ways of raising money and doing like the establishment uh, like the entertainment establishment and and their way of doing things mm. like crowdfunding is a really good way because it's basically the the sort of like equivalent of going on a roof and shouting like I've got an idea and I think it's good like yeah. do you guys agree and then like people on the street are like yeah do it, yeah, and like that. That's basically what we did, and it was it was quite an emotional day, and it was quite an emotional thing because it was just like it was. I mean, we, we set our target at five hundred thousand, mm. and we were like, "Do you know what?" Also, like at at that point, it had been twenty years since anyone had made a crystal maze, yeah. and no one knows how to make a crystal maze <laughs> except for Malcolm Hayworth mm. and and David Croft and they made one 20 years ago in an entirely different world and they made it in an aircraft hangar in Essex so no one knows how to make one so like budgeting for how to make one yeah. like was really difficult yeah. in the very first instance it was like so we were like look i reckon for for half a million we'll be able to build a pretty decent maze. You literally sound like a bunch of builders I've met before. <laughs> uh, yeah, grand enough. Yeah, yes. I mean, materials and, like, <laughs> yeah, it's a, well, it's a big job. Give or take. It's a big job. Um, and if you didn't hit the 500 grand, the system is that people just get their money back. It, it, it refunds if you don't hit well, the we, target. We did an Indiegogo do a flexible thing. So mm. we we paid Indiegogo a higher commission, mm. but we would have kept anything that, that we sort of got okay. in the pot. But, okay. like, I mean, really, like, we we felt that for less than half a million, it was going to be shit. Oh, yeah. And, and we didn't... What well, The last thing we wanted to do... And we'd spoken to Malcolm already, and Malcolm was part of the team, and Malcolm had given us his blessing, yeah. which was invaluable. But, like, we didn't want to and couldn't 
just do like a knockoff shonky like inflatable yeah. dome in a car park type thing. It yeah, was but like even for, even for half a million. I mean, half a million will get you a, a small one bed flat in in Deptford. Yeah, I, I, I'm amazed that half a million could. Well, I mean, it, it later turned out that it wasn't nearly enough. Yeah, yeah I bet. <laughs> so, but like, but but I, I suppose what I, what I was getting at is. We aimed for half a million, and that's what we thought when I was still living at my dad's house. And we got a million, and then, and then like basically everything just grew exponentially. And like then we started having to delve into the London property market, which was hilarious, <laughs> um, and kept getting gazumped by property developers. Basically, right. kept finding these amazing spaces, and we're like, like almost getting to the point of like with the architects drawing the plans, yeah. and then like. Someone would come in and go, ah, oh, sorry, I've sold it to some knobhead and he's going to turn it all into flats. Bastards. And we were like, right, okay, back back to the, back to the drawing board. That's the agents letting their mate know that someone's interested in In fact, the, 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 the venue, the venue that, that we ended up with, which is incredible, just came in at the last minute. It was like plan F. In fact, I've got, I've got the the estate agent's booklet with yeah. Plan F written on really? it. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's how many other properties we, we had sort of bidded on and were interested in. Wow. Um, and it turned out that it was it was absolutely amazing and it's got a glass dome in it. <laughs> um, but yeah, but so everything just grew exponentially and it was like suddenly, well, half a million is nowhere near enough, a million isn't near enough and like it, it went on and on and on from that. So yeah. it, it actually ended up costing an awful lot more. But... But it was worth it, and the, and the thing, the the product that we created was was really really good, and that's that's what people sort of. The shop's great, medieval's great. I'm just walking through it in my mind. <laughs> um, futuristic's great. Struggled in futuristic. There was a there's like a fish hook game in futuristic. Big long fishing rod. Oh, that's an industrial. Oh, that's industrial. Uh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's that hard. It's called ducky. Yeah, that's really that's hard. A good game. That. Um, of the group of six, seven people I was with, I think I was the only person who didn't get one crystal. <laughs> <laughs> That's because we demanded... Useless team member. Well, it's because I didn't want to do any physical. <laughs> so give me the mental, which meant I just got the solid, like, hieroglyphic ones. And stuff. <laughs> um, Aztec is just great. Uh, you said, does it really feel like you're in the middle of the jungle? Uh I didn't think that, and, I, and I'll tell you why. Because all I could think was, I'm in the middle of the Crystal Maze, yeah, which yeah, I think yeah. is more important. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in the middle of the Aztec zone in Crystal Maze. Yeah. yeah, It's just so good, man. I mean, what you've done is so good. That when do you? How have you changed emotionally, personally, since this success? Have you started crying at films more? I always used to, though. That's the thing. Did you? Yeah. You I see, was... I find as I get a bit older and... Um, you know, I had 10 years on the radio as a super famous name in Preston and then <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then quit that and are doing all the different things that I'm doing now. And because I, when I watch something now where people say, I have a dream and I want to achieve the dream, I remember all the times that people, even my dad, who's incredibly supportive, but all the times pe people like my dad said, you need a backup plan, you know, yeah, drama yeah, school's yeah, a bad yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, or when you went, I want to be a theatre director, and then I was. I want to be a radio presenter, and then I was. All those times, and, and how much this country and the people around you 
try and persuade you that this is such a bad idea, the friction and the difficulty of achieving these things, mm. and they should be difficult, but the emotional difficulty of the, the, the damage to the ego of having to really talk yourself through this stuff and going, you really can do this. Mm. Um, when you've had some successes in those things, whenever I watch something now that's a story about someone, there's this line <laughs> in Moana, and it's like, you know, the basic Moana thing is a, a, a girl in a village who wants to travel beyond the waves. She also likes the village. It's not just a princess that wants more. It's like she, she likes the village, but she wants to explore. Yeah. And her grandma's there and goes, and it's a line like, and if the voice inside you calls you to go further or something. And, and you're like, and oh, God, like oh, God, oh, <laughs> This is in song. So I'm in the cinema and I'm just like weeping in the first five <laughs> minutes of a Disney film. Um, and this is happening more and more. When you think back to that day in the park and that that moment when it could have gone both ways. Right, I'm exactly... If that had failed, you you would have just gone, oh, fucking hell, now I've got to write back to being an extra in EastEnders if I can get that. <laughs> yeah, if I'm lucky, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I do. I do get that. And I've <laughs> I've found that, like, I, I always used to cry at films anyway. And now I've found that I started crying at films in the cinema and and then yeah. I get really embarrassed, mm -hmm. so I've got to wait and watch the whole credits, yeah. so that no one else. <laughs> and my girlfriend's like, "Can we leave?" And I'm like, "No, no, I'm just I really like watching the credits. <laughs> so I like to see the music at the end, and I need to I need to wait till everyone's gone so I can dry my tears because I get embarrassed." What was the last film that made you like properly shudder crying in this? Oh God, what was? There's so many. Pretty much every film I've gone to see in the last three years has made me cry for one reason or another. <clears throat> but I, I like, I remember like I used to go to, I went to uni and like, like you'd have like that those discussions about what the best film is, mm -hmm. and and um, and I'd always say like stuff like, life is beautiful. Yeah. And like and like not and then like, everyone would be like, oh you're such a flannel like, yeah, why, yeah. Why? it's like it's the most amazing. amazing it makes me cry every yeah. single time yeah. like it's amazing yeah and like yeah and and I didn't get it why why people are like, oh, I don't know I, I can never cry that I can never cry at a film it's like, oh, are you joking honestly I I'm a wreck anything anything like that which is um, happiness prevailing over misery yeah. Or, um, but also just like humor in in the in the strangest of places and, and places yeah, where you shouldn't yeah. have it and it, yeah. and and hope. Yeah, hope is that's like, it. Yeah, like that's it. So why, list, why aren't we allowed to be hopeful? You're like, not going to cry in Shinder's list until the speech he makes at the end. Until yeah. he's going, I could have saved one more. And there's this element of like how you could change the world if you just try and give a bit. Of a, yeah. <laughs> 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 Disney's doing that all the time to me at the moment. The, Moana and all that. It's just... And Pixar. <laughs> God's sake. I did, I did cry but uh, from laughter when I was watching Allied recently because, uh, uh, spoiler alert, but um, it's in the trailer. Uh, <laughs> it's like... Your wife's a German spy, and and it shocked me so much that I threw my popcorn up, and it just went fucking everywhere. And everyone in the cinema turned around and started laughing at me. Oh, <laughs> ghost <girl's a> spy! <laughs> I was editing. I was editing something the other day, and um, uh, someone I worked with in another place was said to me. I played her a bit of what we were doing, and it was this comedy thing that we were doing. And she, when I played it, she said, "I think it's so." brave like I, I i think it's so brave to just create something out of your mind and do it and then play it for people 
Like, mm. I can't imagine doing that. Mm. And I think we underestimate in any creative thing or in any risk-taking thing, like creating a crowdfunding project with a crystal maze, <laughs> that, that moment when you go, I have put so much... I, I've done something here that most people never do in their life. The last time they did was, was when they drew a picture of their grandma when they were four and showed it. Mm. Um, we don't tend to do that. We don't tend to go, here is something from a blank page. This is my stupid mm. idea. What do you think? And it, the act of doing that numerous times, I think, makes you explore emotions related to all these things in the films that mm. are making us cry um, more than most people ever experience. Mm. I really do. I think it's, it's really... Um, and like, do you, but do you tough. think, do you think that it is something uh, sort of innately British and uh, about Britain that like, cause I, I still, I still feel it. Like I, there are loads of, there are loads of projects that I want to embark on in, in theatre and in film. Mm. And like every time I'm going to have to sort of get past that blocker of like, Oh God, but like people mm. are gonna tell me not to do this, people yeah. are gonna say it's shit, people yeah. are gonna be like, oh yeah. It's such a battle. And I, I think it is British. I think it's corporate, I think it's pro post sixties, um not just post sixties, I mean it's um post industrial, it's everything we've talked about. And mm. I think it's around the world, otherwise, you know, Chaplin, Disney, Henson, all, mm. all those people wouldn't be successful globally, um, if everyone could just do it everywhere. Mm. Um but I think particularly in Britain, Americans will will point out and and the British people who've moved to America will say, you know, the the support you get generally and the attitude, that attitude of can do. Mm. Oh, my God, you're going to dream big? Go. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah good luck. Yeah. Even if privately they then turn around and go, what an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He's doing what the what crystal What a fucking what? idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is. I think it's really British, and and I think we can all fall into it really easily. It's part of what makes us great. It's part of what means we have a BBC where we're very, very obsessively balanced. We're contrary to everything. You know, should we do this? Well, maybe we shouldn't. The more I see of people in any sort of creative thing, I go, the, the, the projects have an ability to succeed or fail. But all of the ones to get to that point have to be driven hard. You've just got to put the blinkers on and go, I'm going to fucking do it. Yeah. You know, and it might sink and it might swim, but you've got to do it. You've got to pedal on yeah. quick, you know, yeah. otherwise it will be discussed out of town. It yeah. won't happen. Um, and, and so the most pleasure I get out of everything that I do is the stuff where um, uh, writing, creating stuff again. Um, this uh, podcast thing that I'm doing and stuff where the only person to impress is the other person that I'm working with on the project so you it, it, it's not being blindly accepting and having no taste mm. but like with you and the two guys who did that I'm sure there comes there came a point where you had to ignore all the criticism and just go look what we three think yeah that's that's what matters yeah yeah like we're going to do this and if we keep com if we keep listening to every criticism we'll create something dreadful yeah, and dilute. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And there's a there's a really healthy respect between us three. And like, mm. you know, I, I like to think that when our three minds are together, like we, we come up with some reasonably interesting stuff. Yeah. But yeah, no, like it, it's, you're right. Like those, although there are barriers to it, and and like you got to go like those every little sort of leap of faith like that is yeah. is is nice. Yeah. It's really nice. Yeah. Well, maybe we should just all be more American. 
I think that's probably true. <laughs> I'd, uh, I'd go there. Um, but that's not to say that there isn't, you know, at least 50% of America that w- would shoot you in the face. For <laughs> coming up with a diamond labyrinth? Yeah. Bang! I'm going to shoot you in the face. <laughs> you, you what? You luck, luck yourself in a, in a dome and catch, catch gold tokens? <laughs> you crazy, boy. Um. Well, we've cool. you're well late for a meeting. Um, as well, am I. I am actually. This is this has been great. Thank you. Good luck. And you don't need it. Are you going to roll it out over more cities? Um, I don't know. Quite possibly. There's there's stuff in the stuff in the great in the air. Good, good. Well, Tom, thank you. If people want to go and go to the Crystal Maze, you'll find it very easily. Just search Crystal Maze. <laughs> <laughs> Crystal Maze Manchester, Crystal Maze London. Yeah. And it's well worth it. It's so worth it. It's brilliant. My bar is high for these kinds of things. And it's really super. Um, thank you, Tom. Thanks very much for having Come me. Come back. It's been a pleasure. Next time we have it's a... It's been a pleasure. Something to talk about. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.